Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for another episode. Coming to you every Monday for now, well over five and a half years. This show is coming up on its sixth year anniversary next month, and then I think dating back to, you know, six years come July. We'll uh, be six years straight with at least one episode every single week and well over five years at least uh, every single Monday as well. My name's Scott Chauncey, sleeping right at my feet, and it's time to talk about some K-State sports. And boy, it was not a good week on the hardwood. Um, We're going to talk the two just devastating K-State men's basketball losses. Um... And I, I wouldn't call them devastating, disappoint. I, I, I don't even know if I'd say disappointing uh, women's basketball losses. But, uh, uh, you know, it sure opens up the Big 12 race. So, so we'll talk about the uh, women's basketball games as well. Uh, we'll touch on the upcoming week for both basketball teams. Uh, but we will start talking about the K-State football schedule. That was released uh, this past week. Um... I know I'm late to the game, uh, did not have an episode on Friday, so I'm sure you've heard a lot of other people's opinions on it. I'll get my uh, two cents out there, and uh, yeah, I mean, because it's big news. It, it, it is big news, and I have opinions, uh, and, and I'm and look, I, I feel pretty passionate about, uh, you know... <laughs> I'm on the other side. I, I, pl- opening up Big 12 play on the road has never bothered me. So 
uh, we'll talk about that. So it should be a good good episode. Uh, three uh, nice little topics. Um, we got Case State men's bat, uh, baseball coming up here. Uh, they're kicking off or starting pitching, whatever, whatever vernacular you want to use here in a couple weeks. Uh, they're poised to have a uh, fringe top twenty-five season. Uh, get back to postseason play. So, uh, still, despite some of these losses, I, I still think it's a it's a great time to be a Wildcat. And I appreciate you guys tuning in, continuing to listen. I also really appreciate my friends at Manhattan Brewing Company. Shout out to them, uh, man! They've had all sorts of fun uh, events the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure they got a lot of fun stuff going on this week. Be sure to stop by there before you go to the K-State KU basketball game in Bramlage Coliseum tonight at 8 o'clock. They had a fun little Taylor Swift event that was sold out. I'm sure they're going to have some fun stuff going on uh, through this week. And, you know, I I would imagine that they might have a little game on on the TV uh, on Sunday as well. They have some of the best beer uh, I've ever tasted. It's the best brewery in the state of Kansas. Uh, of course, be on the lookout for Wabash Ale. Shout out to our friends over at Wildcat NIL being named the preferred uh, NIL partner of Case Athletics. They have the beer with Manhattan Brewing Company. Wabash Ale, portion of all proceeds going to Wildcat NIL. Uh, they have some absolutely delicious beer. You guys know Tang Party is the best. Shout out to my guy Justin. He was having some Condor the Magnificent over the weekend. Uh, absolute just wonderful portfolio of beers. The best tap room, the best tap room staff. The vibes are always miraculous over at Wild or at um, Manhattan Brewing Company. So check them out. Check them out. Tell them what or uh, Bosco's boys sent you. And, and enjoy some great beer. They also have great cocktails. They always, not always, but they have a lot of fun food trucks that stop by. Look, it's the spot to be right there on points. All right, let's get into the K State football schedule. First off, uh, something that's really for everyone. There's two bye weeks this year, um, and that's because it's an early Labor Day. So K State's first game actually is in August. We don't even have to wait to September. August 31st, we're getting college football kicking off in earnest. Uh, the previous Saturday, I think there's another London game, so uh, we'll, we'll have a few Week Zero games uh, the week before. Uh, so starting off, UT Martin at Tulane. Uh, that's August 31st, September 7th. And then Arizona as a non-con game. And it was released. Now, it wasn't a conference game. Um, so I was a little surprised that, that that was the launch. But we are hearing it is going to be August thir- or, uh, September, Friday the 13th, or September 14th. Um, in all my intel, everyone who I've talked to has made it seem like, okay, it is more than likely going to be a Friday game. Let's start there. Let, let, let's start with the fact that that Arizona game uh, is looking like it, it, it'll be on a Friday. So usually, usually I would be riding much higher. I'd be going to bat for this game being on a Friday and it not being a big deal um, a lot harder. I'd be arguing with people melting down. I'd be going after people who are getting frustrated with that. Um, But when you only get six home games, you only get six 
home rec- home game recruiting weekends. Having one of those games on a Friday, um, look, that's tough. That's tough. That, that with high school football trying to get recruits in, um, it, it's tough to get guys from out of state in for an 11 a.m. game as well. So if you assume that. Uh, you know, one of your conference home games is an 11 a.m. kickoff. All of a sudden, that is really cutting down on the weekends in season where you can get guys in on recruiting trips. Um, so that sucks. I, I 100% understand from the recruiting point of view that that's that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, I, I was having a spirited conversation with someone in my DMs talking about how, man, that could have been a big noon kickoff game or that could have been an ESPN college game day game um, because the assumption is State could be preseason top 20 type teams. And that 100% is going to be the case. I, I would say I would gamble that that will be a top 20 matchup. Um but it's the TV networks who want to move it. So if if either Fox or ESPN realistically think that might be a spot for them that they might want to have their uh, Saturday morning, uh, you know, show that their pregame show from, I would say it, it would not get moved. And I would say that if they thought that was a possibility, um, it wouldn't have had the flex option to Friday. Um, sadly, that is not the case. Sadly, I, I see this as being either a uh, Fox Sports 1 Friday night game or an ESPN Friday night game. Um, and, and here's the thing. The reason why I would say, actually, I, I think this could be a really good thing. I think that this game, say it's an ESPN 7 o'clock game on Friday. I don't know... Uh, I, I don't know if there's Friday night baseball on ESPN. Maybe it ends up on ESPN too. I'm not sure. But if you have a top 20 game on a Friday night kicking off at 7 p.m., you're going to have 2 to 3 million people watching it. This is going to be the most watched game on K-State's schedule unless... Uh, you know, Oklahoma, you and Oklahoma State, there's a chance that could maybe, maybe depending on preseason rankings, maybe that's a top 15 type of matchup. If Colorado's hot, if that's a ranked matchup, I guess in theory, if you're looking at KU, if they uh, have the type of season that their fans think, maybe, you know, that's a top 15 matchup in late October. I guess there's a couple scenarios in which that isn't your highest rated game, but a, a standalone top 20 game on Friday night, uh, I, I season outside of the Holy War and maybe a couple big Colorado games, um, unless it, it emerges uh, that uh, a team is a big time contender deep into the season undefeated, this could be one of the most watched Big 12 games. Uh, in the entire year. And then when you look at the Big 12 non-con schedule, because again, technically this is a non-conference game. This is going to be the most watched Big 12 non-conference game outside of, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't taken a deep dive in all of them, but but it's going to be one of the most watched non-conference games in Big 12 uh, TV packages. Uh, so there's a tons of pluses to that. And I understand, you know, for... 
folks who can't, you know, take off early on Friday or can't can't take a vacation day, or they uh, are, are super invested in their local high school football or have family members playing on, uh, you know, local Friday Night Lights high school football. I, I totally understand that. But if you think back to some of the uh, really fun atmospheres uh, in Bill Snyder Family Stadium, especially, you know, Snyder 2.0 and on, um, some of those have been on Thursday and Friday night games. You know, uh, everyone talks about how electric that atmosphere was versus Auburn. Well, that was a Friday night game. You know, even though we lost that final game with Nebraska, it was absolutely electric, even though, again, we lost. Uh, that North Dakota State game was electric. Again, maybe in, instead of talking about recruiting, maybe instead of talking about you know the the conflicts with high school football, maybe we should be talking about how yeah we've had some pretty fun atmospheres on weeknight games at home on Thursday and Friday night, uh, but but we seem to lose them. So that's not ideal. <laughs> I didn't think I did not think I was going to be. Uh, have, coming to that realization as as I was recording this. But I would imagine it's still going to be a pretty great atmosphere. Uh, I think the students are going to be lit. Sorry, professors. Uh, don't have tests that day. I, I, students should 110% go to your early classes. Um, but after 11 a.m., don't even think about going to campus. Uh, get Get some lunch. Have a couple, you know, late morning beers and then get ready to tailgate and enjoy that Friday night game. I, I think it is going to be the, I mean, it, it might be the best atmosphere in Bill Snyder Family Stadium that year. Now, you got KU coming to town. You have that game with Oklahoma State. I think both of those will be uh, very fun atmospheres. Uh, but but, I, but I'm thinking that game versus Arizona will be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, so so I, I understand why people don't want that to be Friday. It's also not great for local businesses, but I'm excited for it. Uh, but I understand from my uh, point of privilege, I, I have vacation days. I have a f- flexible life. It's not going to affect me. Uh, but, but I do understand uh, how it can affect a lot of other people, and it's not great for recruiting either. So uh, it kind of is what it is. Then first Big 12 game at BYU. Look, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think opening up conference play on the road uh, is some crime to humanity. Uh, first off, I acknowledge how weird, how often it happens. Um, it, it is odd, but I don't think it is some crazy conspiracy. I, I'm not worked up about it. I, I don't think it is a conspiracy. Uh, another thing, when you only have six home games, I don't want you know half of them being done by September 21st. You know, if we would have opened up at home, we would have had three of our games, home games, all done. 50% of this, the home season done in the first 20 or first 33% of the season. So I'm fine opening up on the road. I'm always fine opening up on the road. I understand the momentum side of things. I understand how getting a home game, winning that, starting 1-0 and in conference play can really get things going. I understand all that. But I really just don't think it's as deep as some of you guys want to, want to make it out to be. The meltdowns year after year after year over this just is insane. And hell, I would much rather end with two out of three 
at home open up with a home game uh, because that's what would have happened. So at BYU, I think that's going to be a popular game. And also going to elevation, go to elevation early before you sustain a bunch of injuries. I'm fine with that. I think that at BYU game is going to be a popular one for road games. I think that at Colorado game is going to be a very uh, popular one. Again, going to altitude early and coming off a of bye week. You get two bye weeks uh, October 5th and November 9th. I think it is perfect placements for these bye weeks. You start, you get your first five games, boom, or first five games, boom, you get a bye week. Then you got four, boom. Then you get another bye week before you go into your final three games. Uh, if you want to look at tricky uh, parts of the schedule, again, it's UT Martin at Tulane, Arizona at home, at BYU on the 21st. Oklahoma State coming to town on the 28th, by on October 5th, at Colorado October 12th, at West Virginia October 19th, Kansas homecoming game October 26th, at Houston November 2nd, bye week on November 9th, and then November 16th and 23rd, you get Arizona State and Cincinnati, then you close out at Iowa State on November 30th. If you want to talk about tricky, look, going to Tulane, Arizona at home, and Oklahoma State at home, and then throwing in at BYU. BYU's trash on the road, but they defend Provo pretty well. That is going to be a tough four-game stretch right there. And then you follow it up. Again, we talked about that bye week. Back-to-back games in the mountains. First in uh, Boulder, then out to West Virginia. So you're going from mountain to eastern time zone. That's going to be tricky. Uh, KU at home at Houston. Uh, look, I think KU is going to be better. I think that's going to be a tough game, but that's not a bad two-game stretch. And then again, you end Arizona State and Cincinnati at home. Look, I, I think you're going to be touchdown to touchdown plus favorites in both those games. And then closing out at Iowa State, that's going to be a tricky one. But if you can get through, if you can get through that first five-game stretch, if you can find a way to go into the bye week at five and zero. I think there is a legitimate chance K-State could be looking at top 15, top 10 in the nation because I think they're going to start the season somewhere around uh, 18, 19 in the polls. And I think Arizona and Oklahoma State are both going to be in that same spot. And if you can start that off, and if you can start off 5-0, and if you can be 2-0 and in conference play, heading to that at Colorado, at West Virginia, KU, and then at Houston stretch. Again, that's three out of four on the road. That's going to take a toll, all that traveling. But folks, you could be looking at getting set up to go to Arlington. And again, we'll talk so much. I mean, we're... We're six months out from going full in on football preview. We'll talk a ton about K-State football coming up here in March and April for spring ball. But folks, uh, I think this is a team that has a potential to be contending for Arlington. I think this is a team that has potential to be a top 20, top 25 team all season long. I'm not going to say Arlington or bust uh, first year with a quarterback, only six home games. Um, But I think this schedule, while tricky early on, and again, some quirks having to go from Boulder to Morgantown week after week. Going, uh, what, you'll, you'll have a September 28th home game, and then you only have one more until uh, the middle of November. Again, not ideal. Having only six home games, not ideal. 
Um, there are some tricky things, but I, all in all, I like the way the schedule laid out. And I think it sets up to allow K-State to really capitalize on when they're playing some teams, capitalize hopefully with where the bye weeks are, and really capitalize and have a big year. So I, I, I was very happy with how the schedule laid out. All right, now with uh, some not nearly as fun news, uh, let's let's talk about K-State uh, men's basketball. And, uh, oh, God. The last two games um, really have taken a toll on me, um, if I'm being honest. <sighs> Losing by 20 at home um, to an Oklahoma team, that's fine. You know, I know they're in the top 25. Um, but again, they're not they're not like some crazy good team. Um, that sucked. Absolutely sucked. And and then when you absolutely needed it, losing at Oklahoma State, the worst team in the Big 12, um, really, really is rock bottom. And I've, I've thought that I've hit rock bottom on this season uh, a few times. Um, that Nebraska game and, again, that, that Oklahoma game, and it was just topped um, losing at home to a bad Oklahoma State team missing their best player. Missing their best player. Um, you look back to the Oklahoma game, get at, getting absolutely blitzed from the start of the game. Took like eight minutes to score the first bucket. Um, I mean, did they get it down to single digits? I can't remember. Uh, but just blown out from beginning to end. Was hardly a participant in the game. And then uh, Oklahoma State, uh, again, we, we went on, I mean, like just a stupid stretch. Like a... a, a let them go on like a 15-0 stretch close to the end of the uh, first half. And it was just disgusting because coming into this game, K-State wrong side of the bubble, but still 500 in Big 12 play. Still everything to play for. Um, You know, just needing a get-right game. Just needing, hey, one game, just, hey, guys, be dialed in. Win this one game. And look, we're we're five and four at the halfway mark, and we we if we replicate that ten and eight, we're 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 dancing, boys. Uh, going up against a team with a lame duck coach, without their best player, in a half empty crowd. I mean, towards the end of that game, uh, you know there are more people trickling in. That's because they're playing Oklahoma in, in women's basketball. Uh, after that, after that game, it, it was a doubleheader where folks were showing up for the women. It was it was empty. There was nobody there, and one team came motivated. One team pl- came and, and played with hustle. Um, and 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 K State wasn't that team. There lacked heart. There lacked determination. There lacked basketball IQ. I know Mason uh, Sound Line has has been hammered by some fans and. Uh, and Coach Tang absolutely hates it, but he's been quest- questioning the basketball view on this team, their intelligence the entire season. He's 100% right. Um, this team played with no effort and no intelligence, and then uh, they get absolutely torched on defense in the first half, can't get anything done on offense in the second, and, and it's just frustrating because, look, there are some very real roster construction mistakes made by Jerome Tang 
and this staff for this team, 100%. They screwed up in the transfer portal, screwed up by keeping some dead weight on the team when they should have been looking to find more pieces, and they screwed up by letting a guy like Ish Masood leave because they thought, oh, it's not going to be tough to do better than him in the portal. I mean, Coach Tank came out and said it, you know, in the offseason. Yeah, you know, Ish came to us and said, hey, this is the role I want on the team. And we told him, we don't think you would play that role at K-State. And damn, he sure as hell would have been playing that role here. Now, in the defense of Jerome Tang and in the defense of this staff, they did not think Naquan Tomlin was going to be getting into trouble and having an instance where the university president... uh, for at least from their point of view and from a lot of folks I talked to, overstepped. Again, I still have no clue of any of the details for sure. The only thing I have ever uh, been told ha- has all been like third and fourth hand. It's all so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on that. But they had no clue that that was gonna happen. And if Naquan Tomo was on that this team, it, it covers up. For, for, for some of the issues in roster building, 100%. Anyone who says it would have made no difference, no, that's not true at all. Uh, same with Glover. I think the idea of, of Glover being a, a savior for this team is way overblown, but would it have made a positive impact? Yes, it would have. But keep in mind, Glover has an injury history. He wasn't on this team until just before the fall semester because he wasn't happy with... Uh, some NIL stuff at BYU, and we swooped in and we just took them. This roster, top to bottom, has a ton of flaws. Now, again, people can can talk about the reasoning for all for all these uh, for for all this stuff. You know, there's some folks who are blaming NIL. Um, I I don't think that is the case at all. I I think the the bigger issue was Jerome Tang and this staff thought that they were going to hit home run after home run. And they turned down a lot, or may, I, I'm not going to say a lot, but they turned down some real options, especially at guards and wings, um, that seemed to have a lot of interest in K-State that K-State didn't have any interest in. And they would have been more than enough to help plug some of these holes in the boat that we're seeing right now. And keeping some of the dead weight is part of the reason why Jerome Tang probably said, eh, thanks, but no thanks. Or at least having more faith than he should have in some of these young guys playing a bigger role than they've proven that they can. So I, I think that the roster construction and a lot of things uh, on this team had doomed doomed the ceiling for this team from the start. Now that said, Arthur Kaluma and Tyler Perry were both great portal pickups in the on three transfer portal rankings. They ranked K-State number 22 in the nation for their portal pickups. Um, so, so again, it's not like this team didn't ha- doesn't have the, the talent needed that they could get into the NCAA tournament. And that's even with the Glover uh, injury. That's even with the Tomlin situation. There is enough talent on this team that they should be an NCAA tournament team. But when you put together the performances like we we saw at Stillwater, like we saw versus Nebraska, like we saw versus Oklahoma, so much of that comes down to not talent, but effort and passion 
and desire and want to and just the basic and everyone rolls their eyes at it just the basic play hard chart bullshit from from the bruce weber era again i i'm not going to get into the discourse of comparing the two that that's not what what that is not what i want this show to be uh you know if this if if we would have launched this show uh, you know just now if i was 25 like when we started this I would have had. I probably would have a little bit more piss and vinegar in me, and try to do that. But I'm not. I don't. I don't want any of that. But but, uh, you know, everyone made fun of Bruce for the the play hard chart and all that type of stuff. And look, it's not like his teams were a hundred for a hundred. You know, giving effort. It's tough. It is tough in a 32 game season or whatever it is to play with max effort every single every single game. I'm not. I'm not criticizing them. Uh, for not having it every single game, but this isn't this is not a one-off issue. This is not a one-off issue, um, and, and I think a lot of that comes from um, you know the guys inside the program. They they are not bought in. The, the, you know, Tang likes to talk about culture. I don't think the culture is there on this team, and so much of that comes from uh, the players themselves. There's only so much the coach can do to get them to buy in, to get them to want to sweat and bleed and cry and, and all this type of stuff for the program. And I just don't think this team has that. I, I do not think they, I, I don't think they have that passion. I don't think they have that buy-in to Kansas State. Um, and, and look, that that's a modern college basketball. That shit's going to happen. That, that That's just going to happen. You just got to throw your hands up and say, hey, look, we just do not have the guys. We do not have that one leader who's going to drag them all in and out of the foxholes with them and get ready to play with that passion uh, that you need, that, that drive that you need when you need to get a bunch of defensive stops, when you need to will a bucket in there uh, when stuff isn't falling. Or falling. This team just has, hey, we're going to fold like a tent when, when, when stuff gets, gets tough. Like there's no world in which a team that is bought in, giving full effort, is going to have that that defensive performance that we saw in the second half versus Oklahoma State. It's just no, that's just not the case, and it sucks because again, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this can be fixed. Everyone on message boards, on Twitter, all this type of stuff wants to say, hey, what does Tang need to do to fix it? There's nothing Jerome Tank can do to fix this team. This team is broken, and, and quite frankly, I, I think it probably was doomed uh, given the circumstances from the jump. Now, you know, uh, I, I'm being emotional. I'm being a fan. I, I'm being. I'm, I'm melting down. I was rightfully called out um, about some of the stuff I said after the Nebraska game because I was talking about how oh that was one of the worst games ever. Blah 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 blah. Um, if any of you want want to, you know, tweet at me and say, "Hey, you're going too far. You're melting down too much." That's fine. I'll listen as much as as much as I, you know, like to think that, you know, I, I've grown up and gotten wiser, you know, with a. Now I'm still a crazy emotional fan, um, but but I I just think this team is what it is, and I, and I think this team is broken, and I don't think that they're it's getting fixed. You look at the schedule, you're, you're facing down the barrel of playing KU after they just kicked the shit out of Houston um, tonight, as you guys are listening, Big Monday, uh, 8 p.m. Look, th- there have been worse K-State teams, and then there have been better KU teams, and it's been a close game in Bramlage. 
Um, if it's a close game, it wouldn't surprise me. And hell, if we beat them, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe I'm walking out of Bramlage Coliseum at 10.30 at night, pumping my fist and saying, why can't we now go to Provo and win that game and, and get back to a game above 500 and, and get ourselves firmly back in this NCAA conversation? I mean, it could happen. It, it could happen. Tyler Perry could be unconscious from three for the entire game instead of just one half. Arthur Kaluma has a big game. Cam Carter plays defense. And, you know, Cam and Arthur don't turn the ball over and don't get in foul trouble. And Will McNair, you know, plays all right. And, you know, David Gasson shuts down Hunter Dickens. Like, look, it could happen. Crazier things have happened. But I just do not have a lot of hope. I just do not have a lot of confidence. Um, and, and seeing the the way K State seems to start these games, uh, and granted, I, you know, I think you started. I think I might have said, "Oh, we, we didn't uh, have a lead versus Oklahoma." I, I hope I didn't say that because that's not true. We dominated for a lot of that first half before that horrible run of play. Um, you know, we, I mean, hell, we we kicked their ass early. You know, for the first time in a long time, we actually came out to play from the jump. Um, and, and then we just hit a lull. We thought, okay, that should be enough. Um, but the the crowd's going to be good. It's not going to be great. It, it is not going to be an all-time great type crowd. Um, I think the students will be there. But, I mean, I see K-State fans trying to sell ticket, sell their tickets for $60. Bucks. Um, I don't think it's going to be some rabid all-time type crowd in, in Bramlage. And, and, honestly, that's sad. Um, because there was so much hype for this season, and this was like this is always the the game you circle on the calendar, and um, we're gonna see what it what it looks like, what it feels like tonight. But I, I don't have much confidence. And then from there, you're, you're staring down the barrel of a six game losing streak, going from four and one to four and seven. Um, is that right? Four and six. It'd be a five game losing streak. Uh, and then you're going to BYU. For a 9 p.m. tip-off, um, BYU does pretty well in Provo. Um, what's, what's the last? Have they lost in Provo this year? Oh, uh, yeah, they lost to Houston at home. Um, and they lost to Cincinnati at home. Look, I mean, heck, maybe maybe we can beat BYU. Um, and then you have your bye week during the week. But I, I'm down, guys. I'm down bad. I'm not feeling good. Um I just, I, I just, I just think that this this season was doomed, um, I, and I just don't think they had that leader. I just don't think that they have um, that drive to battle through adversity. Um, and then there's been plenty of adversity. So I'd love to be wrong. Would love it if, if Tang and Co could uh, prove me wrong. Um, I'll be there tonight, 8 p.m. in Bramlage, um, and we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it just doesn't get much easier after that. Going to BYU, hosting TCU. Texas has it figured out. You're down there on Big Monday. Then you have BYU again at home. West Virginia at home. Um, then at Cincinnati, at KU, and at Iowa State. So, um, Or Iowa State at home. So we'll see what happens. Again, I, I, I'm pretty down right now. Um, we're... Two games out of last place and two games out of first place in the Big 12. The Big 12 is just a gauntlet. Oh, my gosh. We'd probably be the fourth best team in the ACC. Um, you know, we, we'd probably be, you know, the second or third best team in the Pac-12. We'd be upper middle class in the Big East. 
we'd be in the middle of the pack, maybe upper middle class in the Big Ten. Why does the Big 12 have to be so good at basketball? Just destroying everything in my sports emotion glass cage. Ugh. All right, let's move on. But before we do, let's talk about Charlie Hustle. Look, Charlie Hustle, um, they have some great K State stuff. They absolutely do. Some amazing officially licensed K State gear. I love rocking my K State crewnecks. Um, I'm going to be rocking one of my lavender hoodies from Charlie Hustle on Monday night, tonight, as you guys are listening to this at the game. Uh, but they also have some stuff, amazing stuff in their Arrowhead collection. Now, if you're ordering online, I, I mean, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight if you order it now uh, for a certain professional football game on Sunday. But if you live in Kansas City, get down to their store on the Country Club Plaza and make sure that you are geared up, geared up for that big game on Sunday. And look, if the outcome goes the way of Felix Anudike Uzama and Echo Boido, if those two become champions of the world, be looking at charliehustle.com because I know they're going to have some absolute heat for you guys. So check them out, charliehustle.com today. All right, let's end talking about the women's team. Um, rough rough week for the women as well. Um, dropping uh, the game with Texas by seven. Um, really, I mean, they dug themselves in a pretty big hole in the first half. Um, they had a nice fourth quarter, um, but but it was just a rough game. Um, and then they lost at Oklahoma. So now uh, you're a half game back of Oklahoma. You're a half game in front of West Virginia. You're a game and a half in front of Texas. Uh, two and a half games up in front of Iowa State. And look, the Oklahoma game sucked. I, I, look, they they had the lead um, at the end of the first quarter. They had the lead at the end of the second and going into the fourth. Um, the fourth quarter was bad. It was bad. I, I guess it was tied at halftime. Um, but the fourth quarter was bad. Uh, you couldn't get stops. You could, you went long, long runs, not getting any buckets. Uh, Gisela Sanchez had a massive game. Serena Sundell had a good game. Jalen Glenn had a good game. Uh, Gabby Gregory, I mean, she is struggling from offense, and she had a horrible game at Texas. Um, she's just battling through injuries, and she has so much grit. And what, what she's working through, you feel for her. Um, but she's battling through these injuries. Um and it, it, it just sucks. And, and again, versus Texas, um, 61-54. Eliza Maupin, um, 18 points off the bench. Zion Wall bench. Serena Sundell had 14. Jalen Glenn gave you eight. Uh, Giselle Sanchez had five. But nothing from Brylin Glenn. Nothing from Gabby Gregory, who was only able to give you 17 minutes. Um, it was just a rough game. Now, th- this is their bye week. They have the entire week off. And then they have Saturday at home, Oklahoma State. Um, And then they're at Iowa State on uh, Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th. I know that's the target to get Aoka Lee back. She's walking without a boot. She's doing small stuff in practice. Look, if you were telling me if she can play on Wednesday the 14th, and if you can beat Oklahoma State at home, 500 uh, ball club, they're actually up on Oklahoma in the fourth quarter and blew it. Uh, but if you can if you can win that game and you're playing uh, Iowa State and you are a game back in the standings, 
because uh, Oklahoma has TCU and Iowa State. I mean, who knows? Who knows what might happen? If you're a game backer, you're tied for first when Aoka Lee comes back, everyone would have taken that. Again, the Oklahoma game, you, you wish you could have pulled that off. And, and the Texas game, eh, it is what it is. Texas is a good ball club, uh, and you were without Aoka Lee, and you lost by seven. It happens. You're going to fall out of the top ten uh, in the rankings. Just don't pay any attention to that. Take care of business on Saturday versus Oklahoma State. Try to get rested this week as you're building up. You have that off week, building up to that game on Saturday with Oklahoma State. Win that game. Hopefully you have Lee back, and then, folks, it's off to the races. It is off to the races um, because what? Uh, You'll have one, two, three, four, five. You'll have six games left. Six games left. And... uh, Look, if, if you're tied or a game back with six to go in the Big 12 and you got get Aoka Lee back, look out. It's going to be a rush to, to the final line. Hopefully, look, I, I want I want Texas in uh, the Sprint Center or T-Mobile Center in the Big 12 tournament. I want them again. I want to play them in Kansas City. I want a rubber match with them because um, their coach rubs me the wrong way. I don't really like him. Um, so hopefully uh, – we get her back. Hopefully we take care of Oklahoma State. And then, uh, look, the, the quest to bring home the Big 12 title, it's been too long. It's been it's been like 15 years, 16 years uh, since that 2007-2008 uh, Big 12 championship. So I, I want I want Jeff Mitty, Aoka Lee, Serena Sundell to bring home a trophy. Um, and then nice little break before the NCAA tournament. So, um, the Oklahoma game sucked. It was frustrating. That one, you kind of felt like it got got away from you. And hell, it, it, it would be real nice uh, to still be in first place um, even after this Texas game. But look, if you would have told me, um, what? Because it was before the KU game. So it was back, what, J- January 5th. Um, when it was said that Aoka Lee got hurt, um, when she really hurt herself back on the 6th. If you would have told me, hey, look, K-State's only going to be a half game back of first place Oklahoma um, without Aoka Lee, will you take it? And, and I would have taken that 10 out of 10 times. So I, I, I still think this team can get a Big 12 trophy. Um, I think they can maybe even win the Big 12 tournament. Seems like they're going to be hosting NCAA tournament games. Um, so I'd love to see them go on a little bit of a run there as well. I still think this team has everything in front of them. Um, I hope I really hope Gabby Gregory can, can get healthy this week. Um, she has six ga- or six days uh, of re- or five and a half days of rest before that game with Oklahoma State. Um, so rest recovery, and then it's off to the races, folks, because this team deserves to to bring home some hardware, and I think they're going to do it. All right, that's all we have. Big game tonight versus Kansas in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we got a show on Wednesday. We'll have a show on Wednesday or Friday, maybe both. Maybe both. Uh, since since the uh, women's team has a bye week, maybe maybe I, I'll call Brian and get a little bit of a baseball preview for you guys at some point. Um, we'll see. So that's all we have. I hope you had a great weekend. Hopefully this week. Results are a little bit better. Um, maybe K State football will get us a recruiting win we can talk about. Who knows? Um, but that's all we have. So, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, we love you guys and go cats. Hail to the purple.
Network.